Hello and welcome to another episode of the Part-Time Creator Podcast. I am your host, Shane Hubbard. This podcast focuses on helping you build a following while also having a full-time job and only being able to commit to content as a part-time venture. And there's lots of different things that can get in the way of making content, especially, you know, like your full-time job, but other things like family and such. And I'm going to show you how to do it without sacrificing time with your family or having to, you know, sneak around your day job to be able to make content because we all know that a lot of us want to create content we want. We're passionate about things outside of what we do every single day and we want to be able to make content around that. And so being able to make content and finding time and knowing the best ways to go about it can be difficult and that's why I'm going to help you out in this podcast. Today we're going to focus and shift a little bit into some news and predictions that I am going to make for Facebook. We already did a prediction for Twitter based on the recent acquisition by Elon Musk who has recently renamed himself King Twit, which I think is hilarious and I love his sense of humor and we talked a little bit about that. This will be an ever-evolving series as time Uh, changes and things change. In fact, one thing that's changed recently is that Twitter has basically decided that they are not going to reinstate uh, profiles that have been permanently suspended, such as Donald Trump and Alex Jones, until after the midterm elections in November. So it is currently November, but we have another week or so until the actual uh, elections happen. And so they're deciding to do that simply because there has been some uh, issues in the past with accounts spreading false information. And these accounts are AI generated, meaning that they are tweeting somewhere in the neighborhood of 500,000 to 600,000 tweets, all talking about things that aren't necessarily true. And what they're essentially trying to do is saturate the market with volume so that it seems as though the news they are perpetuating, which is not necessarily true or been founded in truth, is seems believable because of how many tweets and how many things are being reported. So anyway, long story short, that's what's going on with Twitter and kind of an interesting take on all that. But let's talk a little bit about what Facebook needs to do and what I think they're going to do in 2023 to try to keep up with the ever growing uh, giant that is TikTok and um, their market share of attention essentially and, and time spent on the app. So um, let's think about social media as a race for a second. Let's think about there being a first, second, third, and maybe a fourth place. In first place with a pretty good lead is TikTok. It's just the numbers don't lie. People are spending more time on TikTok than any other social media app. And second place, although I wouldn't say is it's far behind, but second place is essentially now Instagram with reels. A very close third place is YouTube with the implementation of YouTube shorts and the monetization agreement that they are making with creators starting in 2023. I predict that YouTube is going to take second place and possibly even first place as the year goes on because of the attraction of their split between creators. So TikTok currently doesn't have a great monetization split with creators. And YouTube recognized that and decided that in 2023, starting in in, of the new year, they are going to do a 50-50 split with creators, which is very 
I wouldn't say generous because I think creators deserve it, but it is uncommon to see that sort of split with creators. But I think they're doing the right thing. One, they are doing something good for creators, but they're also recognizing that there are more creators than ever. And if they can get them to spend more time and create more content on YouTube, that 50% split isn't going to hurt them in the long run. It's actually going to benefit them because the volume of creators that are making content is higher than it used to be. So it makes sense to have a more generous split between, you know, YouTube and a creator, uh, simply because the, the, the attraction is going to be higher, the volume is going to be higher, and they're going to end up making more money in the long run. So that's first, second, and third place. Well, who's in fourth place? Facebook. Now, Facebook obviously owns, or Meta, I should say, owns <clears throat> Instagram. So I don't know if you can call them a, a, you know, a, a technically a fourth place, but as a platform, as a standalone platform, Facebook is in fourth place because they have failed to do anything to excite people to come back to the platform. They were essentially one of the first social media uh, apps. I mean, if you count MySpace, technically they weren't, but they were one of the first social media networks. I mean, they started the entire social media trend uh, the way that we see it today by connecting family and friends online. And over the years, they've sort of just kind of rode the coattails of that, uh, you know, initial starting, you know, the founders of social media and social networking, at least as we see it today. And um, they really, again, they really haven't done a lot to compete with TikTok. So what are they going to be trying to do in 2023 to make more people want to spend time on the platform? Well, there's a a couple of things. First and foremost, Zuckerberg is absolutely obsessed with the metaverse. And I wonder if it's a personal obsession and not so much shared by his investors, because as as it looks to be based on the news that I've read, investors aren't really that excited about the metaverse. At least they don't see the potential for it making more money. And I personally think the metaverse could absolutely change the game the same way that Facebook originally changed the game in the very beginning, but it has to be marketed properly. And I think that if people don't buy into the metaverse, because it's literally going to be an entirely different form of reality, it's it's essentially virtual reality. And if people aren't buying into that as a way to spend their time, then I think it's going to be hard for Facebook to come back from the hole they've kind of dug themselves in by not acting sooner in trying to bring more people to the platform. I also think that part of it isn't necessarily Facebook's fault. I mean, the entire shift in how people entertain themselves has changed. If you think about it, TikTok doesn't even call themselves a social media app. They call themselves an entertainment app. And as a result, it has become how people spend their time because you can be both social and look for entertainment on the app. If you look at the stats with how people are spending their time with entertainment, TikTok is taking a a large share, more than anyone predicted, of the amount of screen time that people are, you know, spending on their phones. People are putting on Netflix shows and actually watching TikTok while their Netflix show is on. If that doesn't tell you something about how um, attention grabbing TikTok has been, Uh, then I don't know what will, because if you have one show on and you're not paying attention to it because you're watching TikTok, that's pretty powerful. So the fact that companies, even streaming services and and cable networks, don't even get me started on them, they can't even compete with the streaming network. So how are they going to compete like an app like TikTok? But if you look at it, TikTok is leading the way because they have 
the attention hole. They know how to keep people's attention and they're working on some very serious uh, brain science that all of us, I don't think we realize just how powerful an app like TikTok is with when things are changing constantly and you can literally uh, go through a hundred videos in maybe less than 10 minutes if you choose, um, uh, depending on the content. But anyway, that's what Facebook is doing uh, to try to compete is they're trying to really launch the metaverse, which I think is awesome. But at the same time, I don't know that it's going to, I don't think it's going to take off from the start. I think it's going to take a lot of people to get used to it simply because it's an entire immersive experience. It's not like a podcast or it's not like a, another app where you can scroll through and look at things. It's an entire immersive experience. And so you really have to dedicate time to it and commit to it. I don't think people are going to buy into that uh, right off the, the get-go. So <clears throat> we'll see what happens, but that's one thing they're doing. Um, another thing that they're trying to do is separate the friends the family and the feed. So they are going to start pushing more content on your Facebook feed of people that you don't necessarily follow. So similar to other social media apps like TikTok, for example, where you, unless you are in your following tab, you're watching videos typically from people you've never seen before or you don't follow or whatever it might be. And that's a really interesting thing to for Facebook to go into because I actually think that that could be an, uh, a fun <clears throat> and a great way to get more news. On LinkedIn currently, you can see the things that your friends are doing or the people that you follow, but you also get a lot of recommendations based on things that you are interested in. And I think that that's probably the play to make because people want to explore new and different things. If I'm being completely honest with you, I barely ever go to my following tab on TikTok. Like I just don't watch all the things my followers do. Sometimes I do, but I spend more time on the For You page. And I think Facebook recognized that and said, we need to find ways to push content people haven't seen before on our platform, at least to like a 50% extent, so that not everything you are seeing is your friends and your family. That being said, I think Facebook still has the market share and the, you know, in, in the attention for staying up to date with what your friends and family are doing. I mean, that's essentially what I use Facebook for. I don't go on there to find news. Um, you know, they've run into a lot of issues with, you know, leaning a certain political way and people weren't fond of that. They want, people want social media apps to be unbiased so that they can make decisions on their own instead of the app making it for themselves. But anyway, I think Facebook will capitalize on the fact that they are going to try to push content you haven't seen before to you so that you can discover new things. Ideally, what I think would be awesome is if they had a feed, which was all kinds of stuff that you haven't seen before, and then they had home or a separate feed that shows you what your friends, family, and you know people that you are uh, acquainted with are doing on certain apps. <clears throat> or doing online or whatever it might be. So anyway, those are my two big predictions. Um, I think that that's probably the best place to end with this particular, because I think the other things that I did research on aren't really that big or that really exciting. So we'll end it there. Thanks a ton for listening. If you don't already, make sure you follow me on TikTok, Shane underscore PTC. It stands for part-time creator. Um, you can check out different content there. I try to do shorter form videos and stuff like that. First and foremost, before I end, or I should say last thing I'll say before I end is thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm currently making this episode in my car. I love making content. I could make content for an audience of zero if I really wanted to, but the fact that you're listening to this means a lot to me. It really does. And I don't know how more I need to, you know, belabor that point, but I, I very much appreciate you spending the time listening to my podcast. So thank you so much. And I will see you in a future episode.